With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio.
Welcome to Tuesday Night Turmoil, right here on the Evolution Radio Network, with your host, Chaotic Katie, the Dean of Wrestling Referees, Steve Kane, and Sadistic Sean David. Now, let's go into the ER and get into the turmoil. To the show that never ends. He never listens. He knows I'm introducing the show, and he's got to do it anyways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, welcome to the show that never ends. It goes on and on, my friends. But anyways, yeah, welcome to the show. It's Tuesday night in the ER. And we are live. And my yep. gosh, it's actually it's actually been a it's actually been a good week. Hell, we didn't, we didn't lose anybody this past week, so I know, right? That's it's 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 scary and sad when you sit there and think that oh, the fact that nobody died over the over the you know last few days from when you were last on the air makes it a good week, you know. I mean, that's just that. That's just that. Really, that's sad. So, all right. Well, if that's the highlight of the night, that's sad too. Yeah. <sighs> well, it's not the highlight of the night, but it's a but it's a good thing. It's a good thing. So, thankfully, um, I am the dean of wrestling referee, Steve Kane, along with my wonderful co-host. The reason why this show could never, ever be a bag of dicks, Canada Katie. And Sean is here. He's just uh, doing some things. Doing uh, he should be on with us uh, shortly. So, um, yeah, we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be getting into a lot of stuff tonight. But um, we'll go ahead. We'll uh, kind of take care of some of the major business. But uh, we did. I, did get a breaking piece of news um oh, wow. while um we were um while SmackDown was on tonight and uh actually we actually one piece came in early uh today and then the other one came in this evening um but um and yeah yeah okay Sean's Sean's trying to message us at oh. the same time that we're trying to do a show here. Okay. We'll get to tomorrow talk, night, Sean. Hang on. Okay. Relax, Jonathan. Unmute yourself if you want to talk that bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's he's pushing about tomorrow night. Yes, tomorrow night mm-hmm. we have from uh, Hood Slam Wrestling. So get ready. Roll them, light them, but don't bogart them. Share them with your friends. We will have the Stoner Brothers on. Don't screw that. Roll your own. (laughs) (laughs) So, 
But, yeah. Uh, that will be that will be of course at uh, nine a central time. So make sure you get that. Um, no, we got uh, earlier this afternoon. Now we have talked of course a lot about uh, all in. I think everybody yeah. in the wrestling world has talked about all in. Well, um, two mm-hmm. major bits of news came in today concerning all in. Um, the first one, they have now got a TV setup taken care of. It will be streamed live on the Fight app. Um, you can go ahead and pre-order now. Um, the list price is $39.99. Uh, looks like from uh, what I read when I clicked on the link today, there's um, if you pre-order, is like a $4 discount off of it. Oh. But there will also be a preliminary um, show before the pay-per-view itself actually begins, and that will be broadcast live on free TV, for those of you who have it, on WGN America. So... um, if you if you have that as part of your uh, cable or there you go, folks. Whoa! Now, don't do that. You don't do that. You know we're talking. You don't do that, Sean. Come on out. Anyways, because I didn't even hear what you said. It was distorted. Go ahead, Steve. So um, that will that will air one hour before um, the event at. Um, at six o'clock Eastern, five o'clock Central, uh, and All In will be airing live on the Fight app at starting at uh, at uh, seven o'clock Eastern, six o'clock Central. There you go. So that's so that's that's definitely um, that's definitely great to uh, to hear about. Now that somebody's got background noise. Okay, hold on. It's coming in and out. Uh, let's it's see. Just be gone. Thank you. All right. Yeah. Well, we're going to open yeah. the show with what we normally do: our breaking news segment. Uh, so we've covered a little bit of all in. We're going to touch more into that in a minute. But we've got some other major news coming your way. Okay. Does anybody remember the deal that WWE had with Coliseum Home Video? Um, oh, of I course, so. of course, everybody. I think oh. I think everybody who knows wrestling knows of Coliseum Home Video. Well, Coliseum Home Video released 50 hours of footage uh, on the WWE Network this week. Oh, wow. Going, uh, I sent each and every one of you the list. Um, right. It's quite an extensive list, ex- too. It is. It's going to cover a lot of years and a, a lot of different uh, eras, you will say, too. So um, that's definitely something to look out for. 
we obviously talked about All In. Um, well, we've started talking about All In. We started a, There's a lot. There's a lot that uh, has just uh, broken uh, today regarding that that uh, we definitely need to cover. And since we will have a full night, we can go ahead and actually get into that. Um. Jim Ross has commented on the passing of Grandmaster Sexy Brian Christopher. I loved calling his matches with the King during the Attitude Era. As many as already remarked on social media, said Ross, because I always had fun hinting that Grandmaster Sexy was the King's son. Good old days, right? Good old days. Yep. Yep. So. And. All right. And it's, and also, if you're wondering why uh, why you haven't seen uh, Sami Zayn lately, guess what? Mm-hmm. He what? had to have another surgery, another torn Shit. rotator cuff. Oh man! So, for all intents and purposes, that that uh, puts him out for the rest of the year. Pretty Shoot. much. Down. So, um, that's the way that goes. Go ahead and cover more of All In. Well, um, now, I'm thinking this might be um, one of the matches that will be uh, in the in the pre-show that will be on uh, WGN America. Um, but they will have what they are calling an over-budget battle royal. Oh wow. And and uh and that will and that will be there will be fifteen fifteen people uh, including uh somebody that uh our uncle Kenny isn't particularly fond of, but uh I've been friends with Mr. the guy Cornette? for years. So um Colt Cabana. Oh shit, that's right too. But it will also contain somebody who has been on our airwaves. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. Jordan Ooh. Grace. Ooh. <laughs> oh, George Grace? Okay. Jordan Grace. Okay, Jordan Grace. Thank you. So I was hearing so, right. so, so there will be so there will be at least one female competitor among the among the fifteen that will be that will be involved in this event. So, um, and then and then another and then another uh, Chicago. Uh, well, yeah, he he started his career. In fact, uh, actually, um, our careers uh, almost kind of parallel each other, and we. In fact, we actually did uh, train together, and we've talked about this. Um, Christopher Daniels will be wrestling. He will be coming home for All In, and he will be facing Arrow, Stephen Amell. Oh, that'll be interesting. Yeah. 
And I mean, if you if you remember, Amel does have actual does have actual in ring experience. In fact, um, right, he wrestled, wrestled against with Cody at a SummerSlam. Yes, as part as part of a tag team with Neville. I miss Neville. Yeah, me too. Me too. Um, yeah, Daniels says that, uh, well, here, okay. Um, Amel, who stars Oliver Quinn, Green Arrow, on the hit CW series, sent a post on Instagram saying, being an undefeated professional wrestler and Slammy Award winner isn't something I take lightly. I expect that my first singles match will be a decisive victory. And Daniels responded saying he was, quote, going to cancel Arrow. <laughs> okay. I love that. I love that. That's that's yeah, that's fun. That's gonna there's a that's a lot of great stuff right there. Um and then um and then uh for uh for women there will be actually a uh um and I'll let me let me pull let me pull that uh let me pull that one up here. So give me just a just a second to pop the uh, pop the information here together. But um, there will be a women's four way at All In. So that's going to be um, um. Steve? Yes. Steve. I'm right here. Okay, you just think. We had dead air for a minute. Yeah, you okay. faded away for a moment. Well, that's because I was busy uh, busy looking at it here. So, um, okay. Oh, here we go. I've got now, I've got, okay, the pre-show will be the uh, over-budget Battle Royal which will have Jordan Grace, Moose, Rocky Romero, Colt Cabana, Ethan Page, and several others. Um, The Briscoes will take on uh, Chris Daniels' usual partner, Frankie Kazarian, and he'll be teaming up with Scorpio Sky. Oh. Um. And then the main card, a four a fatal four way women's match, Tessa Blanchard versus Madison Rain versus Chelsea Green versus Britt Baker. That match could steal the show right there. Um That could that could be match of the night right there. Seriously, it it could be, it could be, um, and as we just mentioned, on any, any Mill, on any independent show that would be match of the night. Yeah, on any independent show that would on on any other independent show that would be a main event. And of course, um, 
Chelsea Green and Britt Baker had been tag team partners. They actually split up right up the road from from me um, at uh, at the Rise um, co-branded event with Impact. <laughs> um, Stephen Amell versus Christopher Daniels, as we as we mentioned. Um, Joey Janela will be facing Hangman Page. Rey Mysterio, Bandito, and Phoenix will face the team of the Young Bucks and Kota Ibushi. Uh, Kazukicha Okada will face Marty Skrull. And, of course, uh, Nick Aldis will be defending the NWA World's Heavyweight title against Cody Rhodes. Mm. Well, and there's some other news coming out of uh, Game Changer Wrestling. Let me get this pulled up here. Okay. Oh, come on. I just had it. Where did I see that? Uh, Joey Janela versus... Oh, Lord, I'm going to... Shizaki. Shinzaki. Sorry. Okay, Shinzaki, yeah. Uh, But I also saw something on a poster somewhere that somebody was booking Hakushi. Really? Yes. And I thought that that was very interesting because that's a name you haven't heard in fucking ages. Yeah, I gotta say, I mean... Oh, that was that was strictly oh a um a WWE or WWF name when you you know so that's I mean wow I mean he was one oh my god it is him what huh Hakushi is Shinzaki. Oh. Oh, wow, eh? Steve, did you know that? No, I did not. Wow. That? Wow. And he is the president of Michinoki Pro. Uh, I did not know that. Yeah. But Hakushi is going to be a game changer wrestling with Joey Janela versus Joey Janela on August 17th in New York. You definitely don't want to miss that um, because I'm going to tell you something. I watched a lot of this guy's work outside of WWE, and this guy is dangerous. Very, very dangerous. He started off as a Lucha Libre wrestler. He was trained by Gran Hamada. Okay. And, uh, you know, this guy, man, if I were in New York, I'd be all over this. Because this guy, like, does anybody remember that character in Mortal Kombat that he looked like? That used to have the hat and throw the lightning bolts? 
Radar. Oh, my gosh. Radar. He does. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Scary as shit when I was a kid, because I'd play, I'd play Mortal Kombat, and I'm like, Mom, that's the guy from Mortal Kombat. Fuck that. He's going to throw a lightning bolt. I'm out. <laughs> Christopher Lambert was a great Raiden, actually. Speaking uh, of Raiden. So, go ahead and tell us more about All In, because I'm sure uh, Shinzaki well, those, might be... That's the main, that's the main, that's the main thing. Um, but, uh, boy, well, uh, just uh, um, caught a... Uh, um, a new picture of uh, John Cena on Twitter. Um, oh. Yes, he has he has dropped he has dropped eighteen pounds. Oh my! Really? He yes he he <coughs> was he oh, wow. two fifty four. He is now down to two hundred and thirty six pounds. Wow. And I mean I mean I'll tell you what, looking at this picture on Wrestling News Source, I mean it's almost it's almost like he's a different guy. So Yes. All right, well we are going to if that's all the breaking news we have uh, at least yeah, yeah well yeah, let's uh let's go ahead. Let's uh let's get into let's get into into raw real quick cuz um there was some definitely some interesting things as we're heading as we're, you know, 2 weeks away from uh SummerSlam. <laughs> and uh-huh. uh and starting out with the fact that uh Roman Reigns is actually getting popular again. Yeah, I noticed that. <laughs> I do. Uh, um, I mean, yo, know, I mean, it, it helps. It helps when, uh, I guess, when you're up uh, going opposite Baron Corbin, and especially uh, after. After last week, where um, uh, where Corbin goes ahead and um, <clears throat> kind of uh, fast tracks out of the ring after uh, Brock F fives Kurt, but yeah, you know, so uh, so they so they start getting into a jaw-jacking match, which turns into an actual match. Um, so, um, Reigns winds up uh, getting getting the win on Corbin and actually it's getting good. cheered by the crowd. Yeah. Well, the crowd doesn't really like Corbin. I don't like Corbin. Corbin right. is living shit in him. He always has, even when he had hair. But, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it also it also helped when he tried to bail out. Uh, ben Balor showed up and kind of forced him uh, back in. And then and then of course uh, <clears throat> then of course Finn gets uh, gets his little uh, licks in. 
against Baldy. Um, then from then from there we uh, take uh, we take the locker room fight that uh, actually uh, actually let us see that um, Mike whatever last name you want to use for him Canellis or Bennett uh, whatever mm-hmm. is actually still employed with the company. Uh, but uh, the but um. With uh, with Bobby with Bobby Roode uh, um, getting getting a nice win over uh, Mojo Raleigh, right? And, and then uh, and then you get uh, then you get the uh, um, segment with with Elias, and then uh, Elias winding up getting beat down again by Bobby Lashley. Um, and then you, yep. and then, uh, and then, uh, oh, the other, the other half of the authors of pain, Razor takes on the other half of Titus worldwide, worldwide, with, uh, with Titus and, uh, Razor gets, gets the, uh, gets the Duke on that. Um, then, uh, then you get, uh, the Kevin Owens show, which actually became quite fun, namely when, uh, Braun Strowman literally picked up the set from behind and tipped it over, (laughs) causing... Causing uh, Sunil, Juice and Gender, and oh, and FO, which stands for Fat Ox, <laughs> and t- and tips them and tips them over. I think that's I think that's going to be my new nickname for KO FO Fat Ox. <laughs> oh. Turd burglar, and, turd sandwich. <laughs> and then, well, uh, he always makes Katie they, poop, so he's a turd something. Yep, every time. <laughs> oh, yep. God. Okay, are we talking about Kevin Owens or um, Elias? Kevin Owens. Okay, Elias makes me poop now. <laughs> <laughs> no, Elias makes me poop. Kevin Owens still makes me poop, but Elias makes me poop. You'll have a double whammy on one of these nights. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. When they when they eventually turn Elias' face and he has to take on Owens, you'll be gone. Uh, but uh, G- but uh, Gender uh, beats Braun by DQ. <coughs> Which of course, uh, which of course oh, leaves him blue. strong to uh, to cash in that uh, money in the bank. Um, then, uh, then from there you get uh, handicap match. Uh, 
Um, of course. Well, thanks to thanks to you know, Stephanie, who we didn't see, but supposedly Corbin was talking to, and then uh, gave the phone to Kurt. Right. So that whole fucking so, thing is just bullshit. That's like that is like the imaginary GM all over again. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, what the fuck is the purpose of having Kurt Angle there if you're just going to have fucking Corbin run everything? Might as well put Corbin in charge. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. There you go. That that says it right there. Uh, it's, It's the truth of the matter, though. Yeah, I mean, you're, you don't you're see, absolutely right, Sean. Absolutely you don't see right. somebody else coming out and running shit on page. That ain't happening. Nope. Nope. And it'll be a while before we see Shane McMahon again, so... Oh? Really? Oh, yeah. Shit. You think they're going to bring him back around? No. Not anytime soon. Now, they well, love they love Shane, fight. but their their uh SmackDown is no longer Shane's. It's somebody else's to run. I think it's Heyman's yep. to run again. No, Heyman Heyman is not. uh writing Raw. Okay, well somebody is writing SmackDown and I don't know who, but uh well, it is not SmackDown SmackDown, um, as far as as far as uh, heading up the uh, um, writing end on that, has always been Michael Hayes. I did not know that. Yes, yes. Uh, that so... actually, that actually, that actually um, used to be uh, Dusty's baby when he was alive. Mm. Um. He. He'd be he'd head he'd head up uh he'd head up SmackDown but also was uh teaching uh promo classes at uh the performance center. Right. All right. So that so then uh, uh so then uh B team yeah, B team and revival um goes to a no contest when the deleters of worlds come in and interfere which leads, of course, to the um, next week, the uh, three-way between all three of them. Um, and so now, um, so then you get, so then you get the situation with uh, uh, Paul Heyman and uh, and Renee, and. Um, that whole that whole little that whole little bit. Um, then we get uh, Bailey and Sasha against the two thirds of the Riot Squad: Liv Morgan and uh, our uh, Sarah Logan. And then, right when it looks like Bailey and Sasha are going to pull this off, somebody comes out with a with with a hoodie on out of nowhere. And all of a sudden, the hood comes off, and 
Ruby Riot is back. Yay. And helps her team to victory. And uh, I am I am so I am so glad to see her back. It's excellent. Um oh, it's I mean I mean while I mean while you know Sarah and Liv have done great as far as you know performing as a duo the it it's it works so it works so much better when all three of them are there. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then uh, definitely, I would say, you know, it, it was, I mean, Katie and I both thought that this was uh, oh, excellent match, and it was a great was main it. event. Yes. Alicia it. Fox against Ronda Rousey. It was uh, a sick I mean, ass match. Yeah. I mean, definitely, um, oh, as Triple H said in, in an interview several weeks back, it's scary how quick Rhonda has picked has picked this all up. In fact, in fact, her in fact her comparison his comparison is to how quick of a study really she quick. is on on, profe- on professional wrestling. He mm. compared her to Kurt. Oh wow! Yeah, because he picked it up right quick. Yeah. Yeah. And who made and this comparison again? Sorry, somebody messaged Triple me while H. I was trying to. Oh shit. Triple H did that. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, and de- but definitely though, um, you know, good uh, good planning on uh, on WWE's part by putting her in with you know a solid veteran like Alicia who. Could you know help lead the match and that, but still you know Rhonda's Rhonda's in ring ability as well as her already natural charisma from her from her UFC days and that definitely definitely makes it makes it all work all work out so well. I'm just I'm just. Really, I'm just really, really pleased with how with how that has all you know how all this is is coming is coming together for her. I can't I can't wait for I can't wait for her and Alexa at SummerSlam. I think I think that I think that match yeah could be one could be one of the top matches of the night. Oh, because I mean Alexa with Alexa playing off the uh, cowardly uh, heel, trying to trying to run and keep away from Rhonda, but when Rhonda does get her hands on her, she's just gonna oh tear into her like a you know like a lion would, and that I think it's I think it's gonna be an excellent excellent contest. I can't I can't wait to see to see that one. So Oh, and we got JB with us. Hi oh, JB. Great. Hey JB. Hey, what's up? I'm doing we're going to get into We're going to get into that in just a few moments. 
Uh, Steve, is that all of Raw? That's all of Raw. So okay, we're we, going to run down yeah, SmackDown very quickly. Because yeah. I don't want to lose JB on this next right. segment. Right. Okay. Well, of course, we start out with the uh, with the uh, Orton segment. Um, and he, uh, which I I love this. It's, you know. I mean, we're we're back pretty much to Psycho Randy again, and I've always liked Psycho Randy. Hi, oh, me too. I love him, but he's getting real fucking scary. I mean, he's he's sitting there saying again. that he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna he's going to he's basically he's gonna take out who we love. Well, didn't you do that when you were the Legend Killer? <laughs> this is how he wasn't quite that vicious then, but this was his mindset. And this is how he transformed into the apex predator that it is today that I love. Right, right. Um, then you then you get a you know quick little cut to Cesaro and Sheamus. Then uh, the conversation with uh, with Becky and Charlotte. And then uh, and then Screechette makes her way to ringside. Oh, I. Oh my God! First thing that come come out of my mouth was like, seriously, you used to remind me of a woman. It was bad. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then, and then uh, Becky and uh, Charlotte against the Iconics. Oh God, that bit that bit at the beginning those two pulled. Oh my God, that was that was some that was some hilarious stuff. Uh, and then, but uh, Cheryl and Becky take the uh, take the win, and that then came the New Day segment. Oh my God, that was hilarious! Kofi, oh, takes off his shirt to reveal that uh, goofy suit with the bow tie, then puts on the blonde wig, and then interviews. I know, right? Oh my god. I was I I was I was yeah, I was cracking up. That that was some funny that was some funny stuff. Um then oh Miz comes comes on and announces yes he will take on Daniel Bryan at uh, SummerSlam. And then uh and then AJ, oh my gosh, that was that was a that was I don't know about you guys, you know, but as you know, especially as somebody who has lived the life, I I was I was feeling AJ's speech tonight. Come, <laughs> oh. I mean, I mean, oh, I've, I've, st- yo, I mean, I've, I've roomed, I've roomed out on the road in motels that, uh, that roaches wouldn't even stay in. Um, oh, damn. I've, me too. I've, I've eaten. I've eaten a third rate greasy, greasy spoons. Uh oh, they're coming after me. 
Who's coming after you? They're coming to take you away. Ha ha ho ho. Oh, you didn't hear the siren? I'm surprised it came through. It came through loud enough over here. Um, (laughs) But but they they definitely set up that this is now a personal thing because Joe brought AJ's family into it and Joe has known AJ's family for like forever. So, yeah, I, I, that was, that was, I definitely, I loved, I loved that. Then, of course, we get the, uh, um, where Rusev says, says to his wife, yeah, I screwed up. All right, I'll be out with you tonight. Um, and then Aiden's back out there begging forgiveness, and Rusev's like, okay, we forgive you, but you stay back here tonight. And then, and then of course, going into uh, Zelina Vega against Lana, um, which, <clears throat> I mean, if you, you know, if you, if you watch, you can still see that, yeah, Lana's got some, definitely some, some rough spots. And that um, she needs to she needs to get uh, uh, more training time in at the performance center, and that I mean, um, Zelina Vega, the Trinidad, held you know held her through as good as good as she possibly can. Um, you know, but there's but you know. There's there's definitely there's definitely a learning gap there and and so uh, so you now that's that's just um, that's just some stuff that's gonna have to be you know time in training classes at uh, at the performance center and that um, then of course uh, you wind up again with uh, with English uh, making the screw up and costing Lana the match. So right. that is so that's probably I mean by next by next week's go home show uh don't be surprised if the blow up if the blow up finally happens and they and they announce Rusev versus Aiden English for SummerSlam. Yeah, cuz Rusev told Rusev told him you're forgiven but stay backstage this time. Yeah, and then he comes out and screws it up. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and then and then from there you get uh, the uh, Nakamura um, uh, Dillinger and our Truth segment where Nakamura says something in Japanese and Dillinger doesn't get it, but supposedly our Truth does, and our Truth is like hell. He shouldn't have been allowed to have said that on TV. Now, although, although he did, although he did, of course, go into his little crazy bit early on and said, "Yo, obviously, I have to do the preliminary win to get uh, the title match." So, yes, I will take on Carmella tonight. <laughs> I love, I love truth. I've, and then, I've, I've and loved then, truth and a long, then, long time. 
and then yeah, and then and then Nakamura says what he says. Our truth has that shocked look on his face, and he's like, "That's it. I want I want Nakamura tonight." Um, <laughs> then we get the bit with Miz and Daniel Bryan. Uh, right. Brian fights the Miz in security, uh, fight them off. Miz hits Daniels in the head with the vase. Yep. Um, R-Truth versus oh, Nakamura. Obviously, Nakamura is going to fucking get the Kinshasa for the win on that. Um, right. But it was, still, it was still a really good match. Truth and him played yeah. off each other rather well. Uh, then the Bludgeon Brothers versus 3SK. I don't know who 3SK is. Um, well, the name Julio is Rivera, um, Pavel, are Pavel Koslov, Julio Rivera, and Akila Lee. Wow. So they fought off three guys tonight? Yeah, yeah. So it was it was the two of them against three jabbers. <laughs> Uh, the winners of the match, no yeah, surprise, the Bludgeon right. Brothers. Then we get the New yeah. Day versus the Bar in the Tag Team Tournament Finals. Oh, that was that was an excellent match. It pissed me off at, at the end of it, man. I'm, I'm, I'm I, geez. Gotta get okay. We get to see New Day go for the title again. I mean, sure, we'd be seeing the Bar go for the title again, but. We've seen the new day and had them shoved up our ass for the past what five years? Come on, man, let someone else live too. <laughs> I'm serious. Well, oh. you know, yeah, but you know, I mean, it's yeah, I, I yes, I'm not sure exactly what uh, you know what the plan is. Um, I really, I'm really kind of doubting that they're going to give uh give the straps to new day i'm i'm thinking i'm i'm thinking i myself okay this is this is just me so oh don't call don't call this as anything other than just you know just my my thoughts on it and um and my thought is that what's going to wind up happening is that it will eventually wind up um, with the Usos finally figuring out how to beat the Bludgeon Brothers and finally taking back the tag belts. Right. That's you know that's that's you know that's what that's what my thinking is at this point. So. Right. Um. All right, well, we'll be hearing from Crime Fighter in just a little while. We'll be hearing, hopefully, from Paul Eubanks. Um, I'm talking to Sir Mo. He might be calling in. Um, and there's a lot of other people that might be calling in over this next segment. And we invite you to call in if you have a difference of opinion with us at 213-943-3719. We are going to take our quick song break, and we will be back in about four minutes. And after that, J.B. Brown hopefully will be back with us, and she'll be sharing her opinion on all of this. And we'll get to the bottom of it 
Ladies and gentlemen, you are in the ER live with Rampage Rants, Tuesday Night Turmoil. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Right back, folks. Who knew you'd be hated for being who you are? And be a big target for all the insecure.
Welcome All right, back, folks. That that was Bear Chief hated. Welcome back to the ER. We hope you like it so far. Folks, the next hour, we want to give you a warning. What you are about to hear may cause extreme butthurt. Really? Extreme butthurt? Do I have to fill out the butthurt forms and send them in so I can get my butthurt cream and my butthurt paste? <laughs> well? Honey, there, there's yeah. going to be a lot of hurt feelings over this next segment. All right. Well, I better get out the butthurt forms. I think I have enough for everybody. Um, we're going to out another member of the Circle Jerking Clan. Who is the Circle Jerking Clan? If you recall, a few years ago, they were the ones behind the Mike Awesome Challenge and making light of Sean O'Hare's death. These are people that say they love the wrestling business, but constantly do things to make a mockery of it. Who are these people? The Thomasellis, Ben Jordan, and their oh-so-high-mighty leader, Joey Eastman. You remember Joey Eastman, right? The guy who called in a few weeks ago to our Sunday show and tried to sabotage it, but ended up making an ass of himself and getting put in his place by our good friend, Paul Eubanks. I wish I was there. You're going to have to send that to me. Well, Well, another one. You can always always listen to our replays on TuneIn.com. Because I'm going to tell you what. Thanks for giving us the shot for the plug. Uh, I'm going to tell you what I've been dealing with Joey Eastman since mm, When did he come to RCW? 04 maybe Had to have been 04 Because that's when Ed was there So um, He was brought in as a ring announcer Blah 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 He was a bitch Blah 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 He treated me like shit I was on the ring crew and a lot of people didn't like that. So after that you were on the ring, hold on, hold on a second. They didn't like that you were on the ring crew, or that he treated you like shit. That he treated me like shit. People okay. behind the scenes did not. People that were paying the money for those mm-hmm. shows were not happy that I was being treated like shit. And I was good friends with the guy. So mm-hmm. um, sooner or later, Joey Eastman went bye bye. Uh. My brother decided to, against my wishes, bring him to our event that we had in Sterling, Illinois, and uh, in 2007. And then that motherfucker turned around and decided to, on syndicated public television, uh, while my brother's matches are airing, uh, shit on him all over public television. So uh, I was not happy about that. So this is, like, seriously old, old dirt that should have been flushed down the toilet. But, like, the turd that always pops back up, that is Joey Eastman. Mm-hmm. So go. then I was forced by Ed to bring him in in 2009. We all know that story. I didn't want to bring him in. I, I was highly against it. He waited till Ed died. He shit on me. He came up with these rumors that I robbed Ed out of money and all of this. Oh, all kinds of shit. Um. And he's been trying to sabotage the radio shows since um, we did the Ed Schumann tribute, mm-hmm. which was years ago. Have his people call in or have his people listen to see if we're talking shit about him, you know, and or they'd 
be people of his and we'd have to watch how we spoke because we didn't know what would be going back and forth. And yes. it's just, you know, it just made yeah. it made an it, already yeah. awkward situation even more so. It's, a lot right. of things if, didn't have to happen. You know, hold on a second. Right. The man the man went as far and had the audacity to message me and fire Steve. He said he would stop trashing us and leave us alone and stop his witch hunt and trying to blackball us if I fired Steve. And I said, well, sir, um, I do not have that power. And I do not wish to fire my co-host. And you do not have the right to tell me to do as such. And he didn't like that either. So he tried to have a go at me. Um, I don't know if and if or anything was ever said about me because I do not listen to the man's show. But, you know, he should follow his own advice and take the Mike Awesome Challenge. So I've got no use for the man. I really, really don't. I find and him to be a, a vile, vile, venomous creature. It's, it's fine to yeah. be vile and venomous. It is fine to be vile and venomous, but don't try and ruin people's shit, you know? And it, it, this, it, there's so much more I can say about this, but I'm sure Steve No, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, you, no, please. Just, you're... Just, everything, everything with Vito, you know, turning Vito against us and everything else. You know, I love you, Vito. I will always love you, and I'll keep you on my Facebook because, you, you know, you don't try and draw dicks on my forehead and mouth and post them on, on Facebook. But I'm not impressed. I, I, I adore you, Vito, but I, I thought better of you. I still, I, still, I still love and respect you, but I'm, I'm not impressed. And, you know, this is, this is shit that's been going on deep-rooted for a while. So, you know, anytime Eastman wants to call in and make an ass of himself or any one of his clowns, including the new one that we found, Justin Nett, who has joined the circle-jerking, j- jock-sniffing clan, then go ahead and call in. The call-in number is 213-943-3719. I bet one of their guys is listening, so they'll probably send this to Eastman. Uh, hey, I invite you to do so. Please, listen. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that was only part one of the mayhem tonight. I'm going to let Steve Kane say a couple other things because Steve Kane, against his own better judgment, tuned into that show that Eastman was at, and it was the day before his first cataract surgery. Yeah. Oh, and I mean, and he started, and he started in on me. And I just started blasting him back. I mean, you know, the thing about Joey Eastman, and I have mentioned this several times, um, the guy is nothing more than a fan who happened to be going outside and having a smoke at the right night at the right show which was an MCW show and they needed a ring announcer and the money mark who owned that company saw Eastman outside having a cigarette and says, Hey, you want to be ring announcer tonight? And that's how, that's how Joey had a quote unquote career. And I don't know, I don't know, you know, I don't think he's doing anything anymore, thank God. Um, But he's still influencing the business. 
and he shouldn't be. Well, or he thinks he is. He's not really. I mean, you know, nobody who you know, is of any importance in, in the business is paying attention to him. Okay, now let's talk about this, Steve. Uh, you had the opportunity to hear what Paul Eubanks had to say when he hung up and while he was on the air. What did you think of that? Well, Paul, of course, is a class act. Paul Eubanks has more class in his little finger than Joey Eastman will have in his entire body. I mean, you know, let's, let's, let's realize this. Joey tried to pull a heel move on Paul and you know, was started to, you know, quote-unquote, ask him a question and then just jumped right in without allowing him to even speak. And so, you know, so Paul was a, Paul was a gentleman held out until after, till after Eastman, you know, got done, you know, having his little uh, personal masturbation session and that, and then, um, and then uh, Paul just basically, uh, basically took him to school. Now, of course, not that uh, Joey even heard it because, oh, uh, by that point, like I say, Joey, Joey shot, Joey shot his little, little uh, teaspoon full wad, and he was gone. And I think I'm being generous if I say teaspoonful. <laughs> well, and the thing about it was this. At the end of the day, when it comes down to the relationship with Ed Schumann and I, it is like all you banks said. If Joey wasn't in on all of the conversations had with Ed, myself, and my backer, he has no room to talk. He also has no stake in things because there was never a contract. If Ed so, so, was such a smart businessman, why was there no contract? Yeah. I don't know. Which is which is funny because I mean Ed was you know, one of the one of the top guys at the time with the NWA. So it's yeah. So it it was even more shocking that he didn't have something in writing. I mean you know this is a man Barry. who and we lost JB again who um Darn. was. At, at the at the point when I first broke into the business, he was the manager of the Vic Theater, which is where um, we were performing. Uh, it's with uh, Wendy City <laughs> Wrestling, right? Oh, uh, and then of course Ed uh, Ed came on board with us um, under Hood as Doctor X, and right. Um, and managed uh, Ace Steel and Danny Dominion. Right, I do remember that. Yes, and uh, and uh, went and went on from went on from there. I mean, you know, I loved Ed to death. He was a he was a great guy. We had a lot of we had a lot of fun times out on the out on the road together. And that I I will never forget Ed Schumann calling me uh, on his way to the first. Uh, RWF show 
that we did together, which was in September of 2009. And he goes, kid, you got me in some children of the fucking corn bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) And if Steve would explain that, that would be great because he knows what I mean when I talk about action. Um, (laughs) Which part, children of the corn or... (laughs) Children yeah, of the corn. Yeah, what that meant? I think. I think. I think. I think. By now, Children of the Corn is uh, considered a literary classic, as well as uh, one of the one of the great movies of all time. Oh yeah. Uh, as far as, as, far as a terror it. movie is concerned. In fact, actually, yeah. uh, um, the uh, the children. In fact, the Children of the Corn metaphor has been. Uh, used uh, politically here over the last uh, 18 months or so with the uh, with the Trump children. Well, with the three main Trump children. Um, so. I mean, I, I say this with love, and I love this town to death. They were good to us, but Ashton was out in the middle of a fucking cornfield. Yeah. You blink, you miss it. Exactly. I mean, I that that was that was exactly that was that was my thought when I drove to work to work the show. I I am I'm driving out there and I'm going through to Cal and then I'm going through all of this and I'm like, where for the love of God is Sean brought me to? <laughs> and, and and I and I say that. Considering the fact that for you know ten plus years previous, Sam DeCero had occasionally you know we booked shows out in the middle of cornfields. <laughs> oh God, that's creepy. Yeah, yeah, but but let's put it this way: this place, Ashton, Illinois, where it's located at makes every other little dinky town that I have ever been to look like downtown Chicago. (laughs) I kid you not, folks. But the venue, the venue there... Oh, the venue was nice. I mean, you know, the dressing facility could have been a little bit better, but... uh, Yes. But the but the actual arena area was really nice. Well, and the seating. Where else are you going to find seating like that on those ri- those concrete risers that they had that was like old stadium seating, like yeah. at the baseball game? Exactly. exactly. You're not going to find that anywhere else. Legi- no. It was legitimate chairs, not bleachers. Yep. And I tell you what. I wouldn't trade my time in that building in 2009 for anything in the world. Wouldn't trade my return with Blade there in 2015 for anything in the world. Uh, We were able to raise some money for a kid that had cancer. Um, So that's going to bring me to my next subject. So let me get my clip loaded because this is going to get heated. And Steve and I have been dying to talk about this for a while, but we've kept it hush-hush. Tonight... No hush hush. Chip, you know what? You just made the list. Oh, no.
Tonight shit list or the hour of turmoil through the trenches is brought to you by Preparation H Butthurt Cream. Preparation H Butthurt Cream. Providing relief to those with butt hurt since 1982. Actually, 1882. My, my, excuse me. So, um, tonight, all the gloves are off. It's, uh, balls to the wall, no holds barred. Anything goes. The turmoil will go through the trenches. If you're easily butt hurt, this segment will not be for you. I'm going to play this following clip because it makes sense, and it goes right into what we're going to be talking about first, at least the first company. You want to be a professional wrestler but are tired of waiting to hit the ropes? You feel like you're ready to wrestle in the main event just by watching an episode of SmackDown? Well, come to the Kaj Hills Wrestling Alliance, where no experience is necessary. Step in our ring, spend as much for as little time as you want. Get yourself ready, and we'll book you in all our events. Only you know best when you're prepared to conquer the world. Don't spend months and years slaving under arrogant prima donna veterans who have you pay to put up and take down the ring. Join us CHWA, and you'll be wrestling from millions when we broadcast your matches live online. CHWA, where training is optional, because we share your desire to live your fantasy right now. Call us today. You may remember that clip from a while ago, and you may remember that we have talked about this company uh, in the past and even somewhat lately, but uh, now I have seen it all. They have gotten another venue, and they are charging admission for their shows. Katie, what I'm going to send you is going to probably make you puke, but give me a second Uh-oh. and it will be sent to you. Okay. Yeah. All right. So this may be puke worthy. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe maybe, ahead, maybe maybe I need a uh, I guess they maybe maybe I need a uh, audio clip of somebody hurling and say yes. The following. I sent it to the chat, Katie. Try to watch thirty okay. seconds of that and tell me what screams professional wrestling. Okay, just a second. Get it to me. I mean, this shit, this shit is nuts. This okay. is absolutely... Load, mother trucker, load. This is absolutely asinine. And what I'm going to tell you after this is going to okay. be even more asinine. All right. All I'm seeing is drapery. And, hmm. Um. Uh, <laughs> oh, you heard that, right? Yeah. Yes, we did. Yep. 
My my boobs are bigger than your pecs. <laughs> you have no hips and no ass. Like it, 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 uh, what? Okay, wait. I gotta see them lock up. I gotta see them lock up, folks. I'm sorry. What the? This is just. Uh, shut up and let them lock up. So what? <laughs> What are you doing? Get out of there. <laughs> Shut up. Just do as you're told. Yes. Okay. Let's see these fuckers lock up. <laughs> what are they, 15 if they're a day? <laughs> oh, I mean, my like, God. They're, they're yeah. I, 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 I have... Honey, I have jeans older than both of you put together. <laughs> uh, if my dungarees are older than you, honey, there's something wrong. Will you all fuck off and stop screaming and let them lock up? I don't. Why does everybody <laughs> need to be promoing while this is supposed to be going on? This just doesn't make any sense. Why don't they? Yeah, okay. I'm trying to get over it. You get the fuck out of the ring and let them lock up. How do you know he's Irish? I don't care if he's Irish. Let them lock up. This is this is just what 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 is this? Are they just gonna start slapping each other like two little bitches? I'm waiting two minutes and three minutes into the shit, and now we have a pushing match. Oh oh oh! Now now they're fighting like two girls. I can fight better than these two. What was that? Okay, this this is Oh just, my god. This is this okay. is the one time when I, I, I wish can, this I show was I on can't. YouTube so I we can have so we can have the video on and your reactions at the same time so you know everybody could see this. Yeah, you should. Okay, now where'd you go? Hello? Oh, yes. Oh, we're sorry. Okay, guys, going. Now, we're just, I mean, we're just sitting here and, you if, if you can and, get through and five enjoying minutes your reaction. If you can get through five minutes of this, we will give you a prize. Because I, got, I, got through, most, I got through three minutes. I, I didn't have a prize. People, give fuck. Most people can't get through 30 seconds of this shit. Fuck you. I did three minutes. Where's my cookie? <laughs> you get a cookie and a golden yeah, star. Yeah, I want my fucking cookie. 
Thank God, one um, gold star right on, my, right on my forehead, right beside the banana sticker. Uh, I talked to Sir Mo about it. And he said everything I need to know about this organization is set off the poster that you sent me, which I am now going to send Katie and Steve at this time. Oh, dear God. Uh, am I going to um, even want to see this? I mean, considering considering some of the posters that uh, we've seen over the years uh, from all over the country. Go look at that, Katie. Oh, no. Do I have to? I'm scared. Okay. All right. Oh, my God. It's just a On poster. the lower okay. level of the it building can't. by Pizza Hut. <laughs> oh, my God. On the lower level of the building by Pizza Slut. Are you serious? Oh, my God. And, and, and the pictures that they actually post on here. Oh, my God. <laughs> God. Somebody take these. Did somebody take these with their phone? <laughs> well, I'm even. Okay. I'm even looking at the quote-unquote ring, especially oh, the second. The second picture on the right. Yeah. Look at that. Oh my oh. God. Those are pallets. Those are wooden pallets. Skid. Yeah. Seriously. What? On the lower level of of the building by Pizza Slut. Pizza Slut and uh, and got posted by Mystical Journeys. Oh my God. Oh my God. That's just oh. My sweet Jesus, Mary and Joseph. Oh. Uh, Katie, keep an eye on the soundboard. I've asked a couple people to call in. One of them is Rudy Boy Gonzalez. The other is Sir Mo. Um, They are going to weigh in on this. I am going to try to get Rudy's going to be calling in for sure. Uh, oh. Make sure, make sure you you are you are, are you, send, you are sending this stuff by PM to them, aren't you? Yes. And did you notice that they're doing it in the early afternoon? Why do the children have to be in bed by six o'clock or something? What? <laughs> Like, I tell oh you, I'm, did your parents have to sign permission I'm, slips? I'm serious. I I don't I don't blame you. I'm. I mean, did, did... so that uh, we'll be hearing from Rudy Boy Gonzalez. Uh, Sir Mo can't make it tonight, but he he did say. You know, this is a big problem with wrestling today. And we had a long talk about the business as a whole, which uh, is what Steve and I are going to get into here more. Um, The more screwed up thing is that in Cottage Hills, Illinois, there's CHWA. There is Power Sports Wrestling. I don't know who runs it. It's a cross between... A lot of people from CHWA and bullshit like that. Uh, Then there's Warriors of Wrestling. They share a building with Power Sport Wrestling in Cottage Hills where Frankie D is training people. Mm. Now, we've talked about Frankie D. 
Right. I've watched more Frankie D footage. I'm still not impressed. Steve's not impressed. This yeah. is not a guy that is going to take the next generation to great places. He's great for teaching the basics and could be your drill sergeant, but he's not the guy that I would have carrying that boat. Um, that's my personal opinion. Anybody that disagrees with me, please call in and we'll hash this out. Um, and you've got that school there. And I think he's training the guys from CHWA, or at least that's what the idea I have in my head is. And it's creating a circuit of shitty wrestlers that were mm-hmm. trained by a guy that's mediocre at best, if that. And yep. it's creating a huge whirlwind and vicious cycle of the blind leading the blind. Yep. Um, I don't agree with it. I think that if they want training, Michael Elgin is not that far from where they're at. St. Louis Anarchy is not that far from where they're at. Uh, That's a better product and more legitimate training. So, I think that that... um, I think that that takes care of that. Uh, you know, uh, there's more to it. Um, I've had a lot of people comment yeah. on it and say that it's trash. I had some people say, save your time and don't watch it. Um, there's There's a lot of people that don't understand it. There were a lot of people that disagreed with the opinions that were given earlier today. Mm -hmm. Um, Yep. Including a Mr. Harris, who we'll be addressing in just a little while. Um, And the problem with all of his ideas and grand granditudes. Um, You know, the thing about it is this. These people don't deserve to be drawing a wrestling, uh, running a wrestling event and drawing. Um, and I'm going to say this: there's a lot of people that harp on this, harp on this podcast because we always bring out the bad. If there was more good to bring up, there would be more we good would. brought up. Yeah. I mean, when there is good, we definitely praise we it. We bring things. But, we do. When you know, there's good, we bring but, good. Right. But, you know, there there has been so much bad. I mean, you know, promoters, promoters stiffing legends, um, you know, children being put in the ring to entertain adults, um, Absolutely. Oh, I mean, we could we could go we could go on and on about the sexual harassment thing all night. Absolutely. Oh. Um, you know the thing about it is this. Uh, this is what I had to say. Um, because this is this is going to cut like a knife into a lot of people by what I'm about to say. 
Uh, I like. I'm, I'm going to preface this by saying this. Um, the good does not outweigh the the bad <clears throat> outweighs the good here in Illinois. There are big differences between the two. It's apples to oranges, cats to dogs. Um, if your top guy cannot go toe to toe with 20 minutes with a diamond steel or a Nick Brubaker, or somebody of that stature, then they're not really a top Marche guy. Marche Rocket. Even Marche, yes. Okay? If they can't go toe-to-toe for 20 minutes, sweating their ass off, working their ass off, then they're not a top guy. Not in my book. Not in Steve's book. Not in Katie's nope. book. Not in mine. Yeah, There are promoters out there losing money on shows and still trucking along. They don't know when to stop bleeding. We're going to get into that in a little bit. Uh, some promoters think it's okay to stiff tailing on, a, on an event, which FYI, it's never okay. I am guilty of that, but I would like to point out that I took four years off before I ever came back. So... And um, worked on setting it right with the with those people. Right. So, uh, at least the best I could. I'm not going to, as I said before, I'm not going to give somebody the money to shit all over me because I've got enough people on Facebook that do that for free. So I'm not going to pay somebody to shit all over me. Um, so that's why some of those guys haven't got their money. That's just my, it's the way I do things. If you don't like it, that's fine. But I'm not going to pay somebody to continue to shit on me till this day when that show happened six years ago. Yep. Yep. So, um, there are promoters out there that wouldn't know good wrestling if it jumped up and bit them in the face. There are trainers out there training people that were never trained the right way themselves or were never big stars themselves and think they have the credentials to train others. When the only thing that they should be really training is the sheep to the herd. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what are what are we getting out of Frankie D training people? People understand the moves, but they'll never understand the psychology. Bingo. And, and that becomes a problem. If they don't understand why they're in that ring and why it needs to be done a certain way, then they're never going to get it. And... There's nothing that you can do. Exactly. Um, exactly. It's something that our good friend Cuball Carmichael has talked about. Oh, especially the you know psychology end of things. If you don't have good psychology, then all it is is a bunch of moves that are poorly stitched together. If you don't have transitions, if you don't have a storyline as far as this is the body part that you're going to work on. And so uh, in order to try and get to whatever finish you normally do, then you're going to work on this body part in order to weaken it 
to make your finish efficient. All right. We're we're going to cut the crap. Uh, the most disappointing thing of the company that I just left is they have ties to all of the shit going on in Cottage Hills. Oh? Whether Fra- I love Frank Root. Okay, I think Frank Root is a great promoter. He does a great job getting his product out there. The problem is, Frank has been doing this so long, he can't see that some of his product is extremely subpar. Because I sent footage to Katie, I sent footage to Steve, I was down at one of his shows. If you were to take the... Le- the the standard level of quality in Illinois, we'll call it, and compare it to what of some of what RCW is doing, it's night and day differences. And booking people from CHWA and all these other groups that are just yarder junkies to save a buck and try to cut corners, that's not the way things work. I will say this. You don't see a Nick Brubaker working for RCW. You don't see any real legit guys working for this company. I put Frank Root in touch with Jay Bradley. And I thought that there was going to be a deal made between them. And evidently they could not come to terms. I don't know what that was. But I also had another guy from Lucha Underground message them about coming in. And that was Castro Cortez. That never went anywhere. They wanted girls. So I booked girls for their yep. July first. <clears throat> Go ahead, Steve. No, I'm I'm saying we you know we set we set up we set up our, our two girls, Fantasy and Crystal Fire, and then oh, all hell broke loose. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All hell broke loose. And unfortunately for them, with me not being there, Crystal Fire and Fantasy, out of respect to me and Steve Kane from knowing us from doing these shows so many times, said, no, I'm not going to go to their show, and if you're not going to be there, neither am I, because, Sean, we know you, and we we know damn sure that you will make sure that our money and our hotel is there, which Steve Kane will tell you the way that that would go is I would get there early in the morning while they're setting up the ring, meet with Frank, go over the hotel reservation, uh make sure that all the money was there for them and they would have came if there would have been an issue one little issue I would have sent them a text or a phone call do not come turn around I will get you some gas money on my, out of my pocket for this mistake but do not come up here yep. because I will not wow. I will not have it root so Fantasy and Crystal Fire did not work their show. Uh, they had Bob Orton on their show. You know who they had Bob Orton work? Douglas O'Shea. Let me tell you about Mr. O'Shea. We've talked about Mr. O'Shea before. 
Mr. O'Shea admitted on Joey Eastman and the Tomaselli's podcast that he had eight fucking strokes. Eight. Not one. Fucking eight. How do you let a guy that's even had one stroke wrestle in the ring? Yeah. And people are going to argue with me and say Jerry the King Lawler. That is a completely different situation. Well, and it wasn't even a stroke. It was it was hard attack. So, you know, I don't I mean, think. I mean, what's next? We're gonna we're gonna put somebody with polio in the ring. I mean, I hope not. I I don't get it. I really don't get it. And then I tried to break through to Frank about having 20 million guys running around working in T-shirts. And that point didn't get across very well. And Douglas O'Shea didn't like that. And that's when Douglas O'Shea turned turned into a bitch. Let me tell you something. I don't use this term lightly. I don't like using this term. But his ring rat stuck her nose where it fucking didn't belong. And she got called the ring rat because of it. I don't put up with it. Just because you were dating a wrestler gives you no right to contact the promoter or, and say all of this shit. Or back your man up on shit that he doesn't have the first fucking clue about. Because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go balls to the wall with this. This is why I'm not with RCW. Douglas O'Shea told Frank Root that... I called him a child molester and had the cops show up at his house and he could swear up and down it was me. Then his ring rat goes and backs it up to Frank. I've never met this woman a day in my life. I found out she was Facebook friends with me. I don't pay attention to all the people that send me Facebook requests. I have like 5,000 people on my main account. I don't accept people unless you got more than 10 people in common with me, to be honest. Same here. Bingo, that's what I do too. But she had people in common with me, so I, so I thought nothing of it. Well, then she she backs O'Shea up on all of this. And, oh, we know it was Sean. Here's what happened with that. Eastman and company set my ass up with him. Eastman lied about it being his show and said that it was my show. And that's where all of this fucking chaos started. So once again, Eastman has sabotaged shit. Dick. Yep. On top of that, I didn't have a problem with O'Shea. I went down there, he was over. I said it would be nice if you lose the shirt, but if you don't, that's your call. But I made a point with Frank Root that you cannot have 10... Even five guys running around the roster working in t-shirts. It doesn't make sense. Nope. It doesn't make sense. You go back, and I don't care what the WWF has done over time. I don't give a damn. You go back to wrestling in the 70s and the 80s, in the big coliseums, dusty roads, Rick Flair, they did not wear a t-shirt. Oh, damn. No, Dusty yeah. never covered up. 
even uh, even when he bunkhouse bro uh, bunkhouse stampede or war games. Yeah. Dusty didn't cover. No, maybe maybe the tank match. Well, yeah, the tank. I guess say he had the tank, but still. You know, I I don't agree with it. I'll never agree with it. It took somebody else pointing it out to me about my product, and me going back and watching footage over the phone with Steve Kane and going, "What the fuck did we do here?" Yeah. Because the thing about it is this. Promoters make mistakes. Not every promoter is perfect. However, if you're so blind that you can't even see the problems going on with your own product from a person's eye in the business, then you have big issues. And this is where one of the other issues with RWF came came to be is I kind of rushed the return a little bit. I had a snowstorm hit the night I was supposed to run. I had uh, Steve Kane's ride fall through, and uh, his ride was also one of my helpers. And I had two promoters there, uh, Brian Blade, who told me it was my baby and to run it. And I had Big Daddy there, who didn't do anything but create a lot of fucking headaches. So Mm -hmm. I did the best I could. Shane Mercer was not impressed. Shane Mercer uh, did not respond with us for months, and when he finally did, we got told that we were unorganized and unprofessional. So that's on Shane. We did the best we could, okay? I did the absolute best I could. It wasn't my greatest shot, but he got his money. He worked. I thought he was happy, and find out otherwise. Um, And that goes a little bit to the worker. If you're unhappy, you need to tell the promoter right away. You don't cut off communication with a promoter and then go, oh, by the way, da-da-da-da-da. Because that's not the way it works. If I know about the problems, I can fix them, so the next time I have you here, we're not having the same battle. But if I don't know the problems, I can't fix them. And people go, well, you should know the problems. Sometimes it takes somebody else pointing it out as a promoter to be able to get things done. Um, so that HHDW, that, uh, well, that HHDW, um, what else? Because we know HHDW is a fail because we talked about Rex Gill till hell wouldn't have you. Everybody knows the problem with Rex Gill. They'll pay you peanuts and expect you to work in a ring with bubble wrap as padding or a ring held together by vice grips. Um, then we then we go to the one that's up in Steve's neck of the woods. CWA, Chicago Wrestling Alliance. And I sent Steve footage of this and he about had a heart attack. <coughs> go ahead, Steve. Well, I got to say, I mean, you know, we're you know, talking about this, you know, um, for, and what and what this does also too, <coughs> Sean and Katie, it's a it's a disrespect to those of us who took our time um, 
know, came in the right way. Right. Got a connection through somebody that was already in and that right. and then you know, paid our dudes, learned the ropes. Right. Doing ring crew. I mean right. I mean what I mean, I'll tell you what. Before I first got into the ring to be a referee, I was working on the ring crew. I was singing the national anthem and taking pictures. And I was not even getting paid for any of this. Let me tell you how I broke in. I broke in setting up and tearing down the arena for years, flyer crew, getting the word out the best I could, and always giving new T-shirts when they came out and shit like that to wear to pimp the products at school and shit like that. So that's where I started. But I also came... From the place where I spent hot summer days with a stack of a thousand flyers each day and was at that carnival or festival until those flyers were gone. Promoters don't do that in this day and age. They're afraid to. Oh, somebody might say something. Somebody might get offended. I don't give a damn. I have to do what's best for my product. And it's like I told Steve Kane today. Um, because there have been shows that I've flyered in the past. I don't give a damn about that either. Again, I have to do what's best for my product. Is it common? Is it common courtesy? No, but this is a cutthroat business. And if I want to survive, I have to do what's best for me and my company. And sometimes that means stepping in on the enemy's turf and getting our message across. It sucks, but sometimes it's got to be done, and Steve Kane will even admit to you that because right. he's worked for companies that have stepped in on enemy territory. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It has to be done from time to time. Okay? It's not, it's not, it's not a personal thing unless it's made personal. <clears throat> some people, some people have made it personal. And when you make it personal, then we have an issue. Um, so we've got CWA, RCW, because they're under par, um, and they're booking the yarders and they've got a guy that has had eight strokes and guys that are kind of past their prime. It's good to have some veterans on the, on the roster and tells, and tells legends that, uh, you know, and, tell, and tells promoters that uh, somebody else owes a legend money. Yeah. Oh yeah. He told he told he told Frank Ruth that I owed Sabu money and I owed Bob Orton money and Bob had never heard of it because Bob had never actually worked for me. Um, and Sabu has never ever been on my list to be booked. At one time, maybe. A consideration, but I know his track record with hotel rooms, 
and I'm not mm-hmm. going to get into that. And showing up. Well, that's it. Yeah. And well, I don't need and I don't need his cracked out genie either. Yeah, she's a little fucked up too. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. we've got that, and that's and she that's, a, and that's a, and that's a, a scary and bird. that's a scary thing, Katie. I worked I worked with I've worked with I mean, Melissa it, 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 before. <laughs> she fell in with Terry Brunk. She I was mean, she was a great gal, totally totally straight, and everything. Whatever Terry got uh, her hooked wait, on. I mean, oh my <laughs> God. Just, just so that we booked him, okay, for a show. We paid his ass, and he sent the wife. He sent his squawk box in his place. Why didn't yep. you just send an old jock strap? He could have sent me an old headband at that point, and I would have been happy. I'm just not. I'm not impressed, motherfucker. I'm not impressed. Um, hmm, never mind. I'm just gonna so I'm, I'm, I'm trying to go back through my messages here. I gave Steve Kane a full list earlier of uh, the ones that aren't right. Uh, obviously, PWX is a fail. Why is PWX a fail? Powerhouse Wrestling Extreme. Their promoter doesn't know shit. Sadly. Their promoter thinks it's okay to revise <clears throat> the AWA which he has no fucking rights to at all. Nope. Nope. The AWA name and everything associated with the AWA is owned by Vince McMahon. So, the other thing is they lost money on their first show and thought it was acceptable. They stiffed people on the first show and thought it was acceptable. I have confirmed reports of that. They were to run another show, and I get that shit happens, but and I've I've had to cancel shows at the last minute too, but not like that. He, uh, well, kind of like that. September was like that, but still, you know, the thing about it is this: he canceled his return show. And nobody knows when anything else is happening. So that's a fail. And they had like 40 people in attendance. And where are they running? Let's remind everybody. They're running outside the Silver Slipper Saloon in Ottawa, Illinois, and Brown Bag Adult Video. Go ahead and look those up. Go ahead and Google those. You'll find out they're running the Field of Dreams. It was one time called the Field of Wet Dreams. Oh, my that's all I gotta say. Oh my. Um, I think it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, the other one that Steve and I uh, found out was a failure today is CSW, and I love Steve Boss to death. I know you do. Taking. Taking a great product that at one time sold out gymnasiums and taking it to a bar that can maybe hold 150 people, if that, apples to oranges again. You've just cut your profit margin in third. If, 
I doubt half. That's why I said a third. Because you just you just killed it. Okay? Yeah. And we've got people that do this all the time. I'm going to run a bar show. The problem with that is you're constantly, constantly cutting your profit margin. I don't care if you're getting paid by that bar. If you're not making money, and you could be making money, but here's the thing. I would not risk my product getting seen in front of just 100 people for somebody's bar. That's not worth it to me. That's sacrificing my product. And I don't know why nobody else sees it that way. Because it is. If If you're sacrificing ceiling height, and you're sacrificing how much people you can put in there because you got to put a ring in there. You know, it's it's not worth it. We've said it before. If you're not drawing 250 to 300 people, what we consider be the magic numbers between 250 and 300 is magic number territory. Anything yep. over 300 is obviously grading. Um, and this is on an independent level. This is not all-in or WWE or NXT or, you know, obviously house shows do bigger than this. So you need to have those numbers. If you're not drawing those numbers, you're obviously losing money. And we know that because we've run the numbers. The other thing that came up in my post yesterday is that a lot of companies in Wisconsin supposedly don't run with special event insurance. I'm calling bullshit. Um, And here's the thing. Legitimate promotions that are running legitimate venues in Wisconsin have special event insurance. People that are running at bars and nightclubs and shit like that or even outdoor shows, they probably don't have insurance. Because again... Wisconsin is a non-regulated state. Illinois is a non-regulated state. Indiana is a non-regulated state. Iowa is regulated to the point that you have to have a promoter's license and a $5,000 bond with the state. As a wrestler, I do not believe you have to be licensed. If you do, that's changed over the years. But the last I knew, you did not have to have a license to be a wrestler in the state of Iowa. You do have to have a promoter's license. Missouri, we already know, has a wrestler's license. Kentucky has one as well. I do not know whether Tennessee has one or not. I'm going to say yes, because Paul works down there a lot, and I believe there's regulation down there. Uh, so this is this has become an issue. Uh, we are not all for the same regulations that there were before, but something's got to be done because somebody's going to get hurt and somebody's going to get sued. Bad. Bad. He's really going to get hurt. Like, really, really bad. This, you're talking a multi-million dollar lawsuit if this were to happen on city property. And I don't think anybody is smart enough to realize that. Because yeah. they don't have special event insurance to cover it. Guess what? It's on the city's ass if it's outside and on city property. Nobody thinks about that shit. I do. You have to. If you don't, but nobody does. That's the whole fucked up thing. 
pure folly if you're not thinking about that. You can ask Steve Kane. What is the first thing I make sure I have after the venue? Actually, even before the venue's booked. Besides insurance? No, it is insurance. No, That's that the, first the first thing, thing that is done. It is the first thing that is fucking done. I'm going to have insurance at this venue on this date. Boom, done. Obviously, I have to contact the venue to make sure the date I want is clear and, uh, you know, go over price and all of that. But then I go get the certificate of insurance. And I usually have that sent to them within 24 to 72 hours. As soon as they can send it, it's sent. And it goes in their uh, binder or their cabinet, not their cabinet, their file cabinet at the venue. And when it it's, needs to be displayed, it's there. So that's the whole thing with that. I don't fuck around. I have nope. never in my life ran a show without special event insurance, and I never will. Mm-mm. It's stupid. You yeah. are risking everything. Everything. Yep. <clears throat> and not yeah. only that, People do not realize that it will come back on the venue. It always will. Because if you get somebody that is going to go sue happy, you're getting sued. The venue is getting sued. Fuck, the city might even get sued. You might have a worker that gets sued on top of it. I mean, you're you're talking multi-suing going on. And nobody understands that that's a problem. Uh, folks, we're going to run into a little bit of overtime. you got less than 60 seconds to call in, 213-943-3719, damn it. Okay, I'll, I'll stay for a little bit. Thank you, honey. Um, we're not going to run that long. I'm, I don't think uh, Rudy's going to make it tonight, but uh, I definitely want to get his comments on this, and we'll share them live on air. Um. And a lot of people ask, well, what gives you the right to judge? You're not running shows right now. I'm not running shows right now because life kind of got in the way. You know, there are other things to life than wrestling. I'd be running yeah. right now if I could be. Nobody believes that, but it's the truth. Yeah. Um, so the thing about it is this. I have an announcement to make with Steve Kane at this time. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to announce who, but all I'm going to say is this. Come summer, late spring, early summer of 2019, shit around here is going to change. What do I mean by here? I mean by the Illinois Valley. We also have gotten some news um, that there are going to be possible other changes in the area. You never know what will happen uh, overnight or over the years. But uh, we have gotten a whiff that there's some, maybe some other changes on the horizon. So we have some changes on our, of our own coming. And the whole reason that RWF is not running right now is because when I canceled September, I made the executive decision to decide to tear down RWF and completely rebuild it. Just like an old engine. I'm tearing that fucker mm-hmm. apart. I'm greasing it. I'm cleaning it. I'm doing everything that needs to be done. So when I rebuild that 
engine, and I'd put that engine back in the car that is the driving force behind RWF, obviously me, and, and Steve Kane, um, mm-hmm. that the engine is going to run like a well-oiled machine and going right. to run better than ever before. Yep. Okay. We used to get 30 miles to the gallon. Now we're going to be like a Tesla. We're going to get 90 miles to the gallon or 100 miles to the gallon because there's going to be night and day differences between the products. Some of the things that we have done in the past have not worked, but there has been a lot of stuff that we've done that has worked. The stuff that has worked, you're going to continue to see. The stuff that hasn't, you're going to not see any more of. But exactly. I don't come. I am not coming alone. I have somebody huge that when I get ready to announce this, and he gets, they get ready to let me announce this, is going to send shockwaves, not only through Illinois, but probably through the Midwest region, because this is huge. Katie knows mm-hmm. what's going on. Steve knows what's going on. They have, well, I I got to know, of course, what's going on because I'm part of the product. So, yeah. Uh, they are vowed to silence until uh, I and this person say otherwise. Um, but it's going to be huge. Uh, I don't come on here talking like Donald Trump would, that it's going to be huge and getting everybody's hopes up. When I say that this is going to be big, it's going to be big. And heads are going to roll. And there are going to be a lot of people that go, oh, shit. Um, and I told everybody, I told everybody when we came back as war and when we came back with Tuesday Night Turmoil, the three of us, I said, I'm not over. And even Steve Kane admitted he's not, that I was not done. I'm not a quitter. I'm a fighter. And as I said before, if it takes me till I'm on my dying deathbed, I will get this shit right. But there are so many promotions out there doing it wrong. I mean, if you're not promoting and doing TV ads and, and hitting casual fans in the local market, you're doing it wrong. Um, you know, this is, this is why, yes, AAW sells out an arena down here. But the problem I see with that is this. Um, I think they're overspending on talent. And I don't believe, I don't believe, I said this from the get-go, that it has longevity to it. Um, They do, they are selling out, yes, but they have their niche market. The casual fan doesn't know they're here. The local fan doesn't know they're here. And that's an issue. Because how can you draw in more and more fans if people don't know you're there? People don't understand that either. When it comes to promoting, you should have a budget at bare fucking minimum of $500 to be able to put out for advertising. Because I'm going to tell everybody this. Between posters and the TV ads that we did for Wrestle Wars... That number was right about 500. Yep. On a consistent basis. It has to be done. Keep it. You can have the greatest Italian restaurant in the world and make the most 
awesome chicken parmesan and chicken alfredo, but if people don't know that you're there, they're not going to come. They're never going to taste your food. They're not going to find out how great it is to go and tell somebody else about it. So your business increases. And then you see a dwindling in fans. You see a product that gets stale over time that uh, can't keep the audience happy. And then it becomes uh, what I said before about AAW branching out is the risk worth the reward. You have to remember that this is not the first time they branched out. They tried to run in Pontiac. They tried to run in the Quad Cities with SCW. They did run in the Quad right. Cities a couple times. Um, it didn't work. Where they're good at is Chicago and all of that area up there. Yeah. They do extremely well up there. Down here, yes, they may be selling out. I don't think they have any local sponsors, and I don't think that they have any uh, anybody on the ground down here that's doing the legwork no. for them because I hardly ever see posters. So, And I live down here, okay? That's the reason I kind of bitch about it because I'm like, man. Because you can. Well, not only because I can, but if I'm, if I'm going 20 different places around, you know, LaSalle, Peru, Ottawa, Spring Valley, and I don't see posters up for their show, that's an issue. I should be seeing posters up for their show. Let me tell you something. When RCW started in this town, every fucking telephone pole had a poster on it for RCW show. Every telephone pole in town. Don't see that anymore. That's a thing of the past. But Steve will tell you, that's the way it used to be done. Oh, yeah. You go out with the staple gun and posters. Yep. Yep. There would be there would be times after after practice when uh, I was with Windy City that um, oh we would go out and oh be uh, sticking posters up on telephone poles in the city of Chicago. Yep. It has to be. People have forgotten those days. They don't realize, if we go back to the roots of what made wrestling tick from the the 50s to the 60s, from the 60s to the 70s, from the 70s to the 80s, from the 80s to the 90s, from 90s to 2000s, 2000s into 2010s, and now we're getting ready to go into the 2020s, you will see that you have to evolve with the time. And too many promoters get comfortable and don't have somebody come along and challenge them. And that's what I tried to do with Frank Root and RCW. I tried to challenge them to do better. And because of Douglas O'Shea, that will never happen. Um, Because of some other people that wanted to get involved in that, that will never happen. People that don't know me that have heard things about me through the grapevine and just because you heard it through the grapevine don't mean that they really ain't lying. Uh-huh. Stop. 
But it's the truth. Yeah, that was that was bad, Sean. That was it wasn't. I know it was better. It was better than usual. I'll give him that. It was better than usual. Um, it's the truth. Just because you hear it through the grapevine does not mean that that person is not lying. That is that is what my grandmother used to tell me when I would go to her and say so and so said this about me. Just because they heard it through the grapevine don't mean that somebody ain't lying. Yep. Because it becomes telephone. And if you don't if you're not old enough to remember telephone, telephone is a game where you sit and tell one person one thing and then they go around the room and tell it and you try to get it back yeah, to the person chain. that started back right. to the person that started it the way it came out. And it will never come out the way it came out originally. Promise nope. you. Um, nope. And that's the whole problem. Um, we're going to continue to run for just a little bit longer. I do want to give out another shout out for tomorrow night. We're going to be joined by the Stoner Brothers. I'm super excited with about that. Uh, they have sent me and Katie some of their brand of marijuana, and we will be partaking of that. <laughs> And we, we look forward to this. They have said it's a special batch, and you cannot touch it till Wednesday night. So um, definitely looking forward to sitting back and smoking with the Stoner Brothers. And if Steve Kane was the hippie, trust me, he'd be in on this smoke session too. So we invite you hey, to... I did, I, did my, I did my time with that stuff. No. <laughs> no more. No more. <laughs> Good day, man. Smoke two joints in the morning, and that's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> I think I have that. Yeah, do you I have do. that. You might. I don't know. I've, I've got. It used to be my uh, intro. We don't have enough shows. time to. We don't have enough. Don't have enough time for me to upload it so we can play it. So. Oh, oh, uh, uh no. I don't have it anymore. It got deleted. Damn you, soundboard. Um, I'll have to put that back up for you, Katie, because she smokes two joints okay. in the morning, and she smokes two, two joints joint. at night. No, um, smoke two joints at noon. Smoke two joints in the afternoon that make me feel all night. Smoke two joints in sanity and two times worse. I smoke two joints before I smoke two joints, and then I smoke two more. Trust me, it was my intro on another show for... A few years, okay? Like, Graveyard had it for me, and everybody else played it as well. So, for a good, I don't know, three years? Yeah, so I think I know it. <laughs> uh, I think that was, what, 16, 16 or 18 joints? Two joints in the morning, two joints at night, two joints in the afternoon, two joints in standing, two time of war, smoke two joints before I smoke two joints, and then I smoke two more. So, that's yeah, that's 18 joints. Holy, <laughs> holy joints, that Yeah. Uh, we're gonna and, have to see and, and, and the and the and the introduction the show the show intro that I uh have uh created for tomorrow night will be you know quite unique. <laughs> uh, so we're gonna get sit back and uh smoke with the Stoner brothers and uh Anybody that doesn't know anything about these two is invited to come learn. We don't know much, um, but we do know that uh, they are our brethren in wrestling. 
They are our brethren in wrestling, and they smoke pot, so they are okay with me. Um, and they are also real-life brothers. Yeah, and that helps out, too. So we're going to actually be talking to two people that have the tag team chemistry of being bloodline brothers behind them. So I look forward to that. It's going to be a really fun yeah. night. Um, we are getting ready to yeah. bring you our next and, glow night, which is yeah. going to be and we the end to, of the month. Right. And we definitely we have to um, say a huge thank you to the Stoner Brothers because um, normally they train students on Wednesday nights. And they are giving up a night of training to do our show. So uh, we definitely we want to say thank you now. We are going to say thank you many times tomorrow night. Um, if we do let somebody uh, call in and ask a question, please be respectful of them. In fact, thank them for taking the time to go ahead and, you know, give up a night of training students so that they can do the show with us. Right. Um, Glow Night is not going to be the third Wednesday, which would be the 15th, which is next week. Uh, It is going to be rescheduled for the 29th. Glow Night returns, and it'll be our last Glow Night for a while. Steve Kane and I have had a discussion and there's so many girls out there that's been in, there's, uh, that we want to get some of our other girls rebooked or new girls booked and give them a, a shot. But we are going to be returning to GLOW one more time before the end of the year, and we hope that some of the GLOW girls will come out and help us celebrate anniversary, which will be here before you know it. It's going to be oh Tuesday, my God, yes. Tuesday, October 2nd, Wednesday, October 3rd, at our normally scheduled times. So, uh, folks, um, believe me, Steve Kane and I are going to be pulling out every every little trick from our rabbit hat uh, uh, for yeah. our anniversary. This is five years. Uh, we we definitely yeah. Um, yeah. we might even, yeah. When is it? It's October. Oh my God! Shit. Which is going to be here before you know it. I mean, you know, think about it. It's August already. Two months. Today? Yep. We might even get to hear this. Hold on. Oh. a very strong possibility that the remaining road warrior himself animal could be returning for Ooh. anniversary. Hey, that, it's been I a while since 
been a while since we've uh, talked uh, to you, Animal, but Steve and Animal go way, way back. So, well, yeah, then, then, then that night, you should get me to be Brian Blair, too, and that'll be a third time him and I can hit on each other. <laughs> oh, believe me, we're working on that, too. We're working on that, too. I'm also reaching, uh, trying my hardest. Does anybody remember when we had Glacier on? Oh, of course. I would okay. love to sit here and talk with Glacier some more. He's done a lot of interesting things uh, since the last time we've talked to him. I believe he's uh, he's back in the ring, working wherever he can. So, yeah. um, you know, definitely he was a class act guy. Um, obviously, Rich Swan is no longer a big talent with WWE, meaning he might be able to do an interview. So we're reaching yeah. out to Rich Swan. Wait a minute. We've had Rich Swan well, once before. <gasps> That's yeah, right. Well, him, so you know what? Well, we're going to have him again, Hold on a hopefully. second. If you, can, if you can reach out to him, tell him to bring the wife. Tell him I'd love to have the wife. <laughs> um, I, I'm not even kidding. I mean, yeah, okay, Rosemary, I love you. I'll always love you. I'll always be a member of your hive, and I love the shadow, and, and you are my queen. But I miss you, and I need a little something to fill the time. So please forgive me, and, and, and don't kick me out. Okay, don't kick me out of your fan club. I love you. I'll cry. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I I do enjoy Sue Young. Not as much as Rosemary. Don't ever tell anybody I love her more than Rosemary because that's a lie. But, yeah, I do enjoy her. And Rosemary <laughs> is helping her. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, we definitely, and too. I mean, you know, if uh, yeah, if we're gonna if we're gonna get Sue Young, we definitely need to uh, try and try and land Allie. You know. Oh, I love Allie. I love me some Demon Bunny. Yeah. Um, the other person that we are trying to land and get back with uh, in touch with. Oh my God! Hold on a minute. I got a burp. Oh, goodness. I mean, she's just so late. He could have burped on air. Yeah. See? Uh, I burped on air. It's okay. Oh. Yeah, but these are nasty burps for some reason. Like, I'm burping shit up. Ugh. Ew, chirping. Yeah. I don't know what's going Um. There we go. That's a better burp. Played all some of that air that went in with the pop. That was just horrid. Uh, oh, thank you. There oh you my go. god. Wow. Had to do it. Had to you do should, it. You should hear me on pop. My, they, yeah, uh, they come right from the, my bowels. I swear. <laughs> it's a bowel-shattering burp. Yeah. Um, you know the thing about it is the thing about it is this. We do not bring you this uh, to make a mockery of the business in no way, shape, or form for the past five years have I ever made this a mockery of the business. We have paid tribute to some great people that we have lost over the years. And I am pleased to announce that the next tribute that we will be doing, um, and I think we're going to book this for probably after anniversary, um, but I am going to be doing a show 
where I reached out to some of the people that worked with Jonas the Giant um, and doing a Jonas the Giant kind of memorial um, show because that man meant so much to so many people, and he was always so kind. Uh, whether he was in a drunken state or not, um, I did never, I never saw Jonas really angry. And believe me, that would be one person I didn't want to see angry. Yeah. Um, so, I think we're going to go ahead and do a memorial to him. We've done one for Bane. Uh, we've done one for Botch. Um, but Jonas was a good friend of Steve and I's. Uh, Steve yes. had fallen out of contact with him. I had not. Um, I was very close to yeah, Mike. Yeah, I just, I mean, we had the- just, you're right. I mean, actually, I had just really gotten back uh, in contact with him through Facebook uh, shortly before he passed away. And it was sad. Yeah. And then a year later, Mark died, which was his brother. And it was like, are you, are you kidding? Like... Who would have thought? Yeah. It was it was really sad, yeah. and that is yeah. why they I are mean, forever. Unfortunately, you know, and 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 unfortunately, in uh, in Mark's case, it was uh, you know a you know something that should not have happened. Right. You no. Know. Because they they caused the guy that had just got out with out of the hospital with heart problems to have a heart attack. Yeah, it was basically it murder. Was, yeah, and uh, it, it so that is why there's the, those two are the in the icons of the Illinois Valley. Bob Orton, obviously, for his generous contributions throughout the Illinois Valley wrestling scene. Um, there will be more people to come in that. Uh, we won't be inducting anybody until we return, but there will be more inductees going in. Um, Good. I think it's important to pay tradition to your uh, former wrestlers and all of that. But at the same time, um, you have to be cautious and pick and choose who you put in. You can't put everybody in. Everybody's not Hall of Fame worthy. Um, So that is going to take care of tonight. Um, if you yep. have a matter of opinion, you are more than welcome to call in next week and debate me on what I've said tonight, because I will not let you, t- sure uh, will not, will not allow you to call in tomorrow night and interrupt that show. So if you have a problem with anything that was said here tonight, you may call in yourself next week. We go live at nine o'clock central standard time, 10 o'clock Eastern you can call in at 213-943-3719 and uh yeah we'll give you some we'll give you some airtime um i don't have a problem doing that i even did that All with right. mr eastman and he made a complete ass of himself um right. so if you want to come try to make an ass hopefully, of yourself please. hopefully you would yell hopefully you would be a little more respectful than him I would hope so, uh, but um, you never know who, I mean, what might I mean, will creep you know, in. I don't, I don't mind, you know, courteous, informed debate. I just don't, I just don't like the idiot. Um, 
I'm too I'm now too we, old to put up with idiots. And yeah. for anybody else that is wondering what our definition of a failure is, I'll go over this one more time before we close. If you're not drawing 250 to 300 people in a nice venue on a consistent basis, then you are not in this to make money. It's not a business. It's your personal playground. That's not am right. I guilty of am I guilty of running events that have been under the magic number? Yes. However, I know to learn from those mistakes, I'm willing to admit those mistakes and I'm willing to look past those mistakes and move forward. So that takes care of that. And I think that um, we have shed some light on a lot of different companies tonight that are failing. Uh, I think that uh, there's a couple uh, products in Illinois that are failing. Oh, we had that one other thing that you wanted to mention, uh, Steve, and it was about uh, the new Windy City Pro Wrestling. Oh, my God. Well, let's let's say this. Um, there is a there is a uh, female wrestler by the name of Amanda Rodriguez, and okay. she posted. And now we have not had her on the show. Um, I have I, I've met up with her. Through Instagram. Okay. And she was um, she was booked on the first oh, show of the revived Windy City Wrestling, oh, which basically all it is is the name. It's not anybody that was really remotely associated with it. In fact, the guy that uh, now currently is using that name was a guy from PCW who oh, came came into our doors um, like about six months before I wound up leaving Windy City and you know, amidst a lot of personal issues and that with the with the company management I don't really want to get into that because that's all water under the bridge past and gone um but um the but the you know guy who is quote unquote promoting it um well at first didn't want to get her back on then suddenly did want to get her back on but owed her money from the previous show and tries to say well, it was not in the digital agreement, so therefore I don't owe you anything. Uh, and I mean, you know, it it was it was it was a it was a whole uh, mess of just ridiculousness. And that's being polite, wow. calling it a mess of ridic- of ridiculousness. That's because that's a really good show. Sorry. So. All right. Well, I think with that being said, we have definitely uh, spot our time out. Um, Well, that's going to do it for us tonight. Uh, Tune in tomorrow night. This has been TNT 
two hours, well, two and a half hours of power. And I'd like to say thank you to everybody who's tuned in tonight and giving us their opinions. And again, if you want to debate us, you can call in next week. We'll see you next. We'll see you tomorrow night for Wrestling Authority Radio, right back here live inside of the ER. Good night, everybody. We'll see you. Good night, everybody. You know what time it is. You don't have to go home, but you sure as hell can't stay here. Good night, folks. Get Good night, out. Folks. Get out. <laughs> Open all the doors and let you out into the world. Closing time. Turn all of the lights on over every boy and every girl. Closing time. One last call for alcohol. So finish your whiskey or beer. Closing
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.